Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What up, Snapback fam? Welcome to another episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, we had the pleasure to interview two-time Super Bowl champion and former Pittsburgh Steeler, Ike Taylor. Yes, that hurt to say. Afterwards, we get into some Wilder Fury talk and much more, so let's get it. All right, guys. Blue wire. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. He broke his ankles. We are super excited to welcome a two-time Super Bowl champion, former Pittsburgh Steeler, Ike Taylor. Ike, welcome to the show. Hey, Jack. Appreciate the invite, fellas. Steeler no for life, actually. Yeah, Steeler for life. And Ike, just to let you know, I'm a diehard Ravens fan, so things might get interesting. But <laughs> So Ike has his own podcast, Believe in Steelers. Um, it's really awesome. I checked it out over the past couple of days. So give that a listen. Available on iTunes, Apple, Spotify, etc. But let's just hop into it. You're a Super Bowl champ. What's that like? Two time, two time. Show some respect, Jack. Jack, two time. Make sure you put the two in front of it. <laughs> God, Um, it's a good feeling. Um, it it you, you kind of get spoiled. Um, at the time we was rolling in Pittsburgh from that 2005 to that 2010 era, <laughs> we didn't been to three Super Bowls. And of course, we lost to the one against Green Bay. But um, you know, when you go to three Super Bowls in the course of five, six years, you think that's the norm. And I reflect back now and talk to some of the guys. Well, I used to work out with in the offseason. They used to come back and tell me, like, man, I'm so glad y'all didn't make it to the uh, Super Bowl this year. I got tired of y'all partying, kicking it, and coming back with these good live stories that we can't be a part of. But um, that's just what it was, you know, at the time in Pittsburgh. Just that that was the standard. The standard right. was not only making the playoffs, but going deep into the playoffs, let alone going and winning Super Bowls. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, like, when I think about the Steelers Super Bowls in those years, the one that really sticks out to me, for bitter reasons, honestly, is the 08-09 year when you guys beat Arizona, right? Because I'm a diehard Eagles fan, so I was mm-hmm. hoping my Eagles were. I'm hoping my Eagles were going to go up up against you in that Super Bowl. Right. But in that year, Larry Fitzgerald probably had the greatest, like the craziest postseason ever, like 550 yards, seven touchdowns in that playoffs alone. Like you match you match up with him in the Super Bowl, I assume. Like I mean, Larry's an all time great. Like, what? How do you stop this guy? Like, at that point, he was obviously one of the elite receivers. He's obviously on the older end, back end of his career now. But like, man, Larry was going crazy in that Super Bowl and that playoff run. What What did you guys have to do to stop him? You couldn't. You just had to contain him. So yeah. what Larry was doing that that what Larry was doing during the time, and I watched it, and, and I saw the double and triple coverage, and I saw Kurt Warner just throwing him the ball up. Like I said, man, this little dude in the Matrix. <laughs> so. I mean, he was doing – he was putting up Jared Rice numbers in the playoffs. So, 
he was just on fire. You could tell he just he wanted it that bad. So at all costs, he was going to get that ball. So for Larry, to a point, you know, for me, it was containing him. You know, you knew sooner or later, or he was going to have a player or two. He was just rolling like that throughout the playoffs. So for me, man, it was just always pride of myself on not letting guys score. I think Larry scored twice. Yeah, he. I think he had – I looked so it, it up. Was, he had seven for 130 and two. So he actually scored twice. Yeah. Yeah, two times. Two times. The little dude was just on fire, and you couldn't you couldn't do nothing about it. You got Elmer, Elmer's glue for hands. Ike, uh, I know just from researching you, watching you your whole career, that you have a lot of respect for Troy Palomalo. But what I didn't know until this morning was what happened the first time you met him. Can you can you kind of break that down for us? Who that? With who? With Troy Palomalo. Oh, that's my dog. Troy like um, Troy like a little brother to me, man. It's just you know, it's just some things you can't script between him and R.I.P. Mr. Dan Rooney. Um, them two guys just got good souls. They just they they Papa Rooney was a good soul. Troy Troy is a superior athlete with a good soul. Like I'm a good athlete. Um, Troy is a superior athlete. And when you just have that God-given talent or having them instincts, let alone just being a good dude and having a good soul, you know that's that's what I was able to be around every day while I played. So, you know, Troy came to my Hall of Fame um, inductee from college. You know, I got inducted this year. He, he came through. And, you know, Troy like a unicorn. Don't nobody really see Troy. And <laughs> Troy came through like, damn, how you get Troy out? I'm like, that. <laughs> try to tell y'all like that's my little brother like that's this 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 is for real this is genuine this is authentic this ain't got nothing to do with football this ain't this have nothing like my son called him uncle troy his two sons called me uncle ike like that's just how it is get to the football aspect you don't find people like that come around too often you know and when you do especially you acknowledge it um from the time troy was a rookie whether you was a 10-year vet or you was a five-year guy who was in your prime soon as you saw troy hit the practice field, you knew the dude was special and they don't come around too Awesome. So that's the why. That's one of the reasons why he's gonna get this gold jacket because he's a special right. dude. So I was just fortunate enough to to be a part of a, a a guy who's down to earth. Like in a time where social media really wasn't popping, I think Twitter was popping. Um, when your head when your head guy and we had a lot of older guys in Troy, but when your head guy is is humble, not materialistic, it kind of makes the locker room like that. So that's what we was. Like, wasn't nobody putting up no Instagram when nobody wanted about what kind of car you was driving. When Troy came through and you saw how humble he was and what he wore and what he represented, it kind of made the locker room get like that. So Troy and Troy don't say too much. So when when we did all that and when we saw that, um, guys just acknowledged that you had a special human being in that locker room. Facts. Is it true that when you first met Troy, you were doing naked sit-ups? 100%. Just got out of the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he had the wrong room. He, he thought he had the wrong room. I told him, no, nah, you got the right room. I know exactly who you is. You're our first-round draft pick. I'm Ike. And, and that was it. So from day one, he already thought I was crazy. <laughs> I feel like that that era, like, especially the guys that you would go up against, like that era of receiver especially, the Chad Ochocinco, the Terrell Owens, the Randy Mosses of the world, you guys, everyone was just like sort of a different breed. It was like, felt like it, it was more – football than it was business but like i read one headline and i'm just gonna read this to you and then i'm gonna let you take the floor with this one and explain it but i need to get to the bottom of this so i read an article it said chad ochocinco used to send ike taylor rolls of toilet paper in the mail to let him know he was going to shit on him during the game like is that true what's all that about yeah that was all fun and games like ocho 
Ocho did that to everybody. Like every 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 cornerback Ocho played, he wind up sending something to that facility. That's so, crazy. I mean, you, let's okay. Let me step my game up. If you feel that way, I got some. I got some for him. And Ocho kind of got my career started because um, and no no disrespect to Ocho, but every time I played him, I, I locked him down. Right. Like that's that's just how it was. So um, for the most part, I handled my business. I. I, I earned and gained my respect not only from Ocho but from my teammates because I think he was my first assignment. So it was all love. It was all good. But we had fun like that back in the day. You know, now I think guys probably take that too personal. But back in the day, we had fun. And if you really want to take it that personal, like in the offseason, everybody's going to be at the same spot. You're going to be in Miami, Houston, L.A., or New York. So we can get it on. We can put the gloves on. We can get it on with the knuckles. That's just how it was. And nowadays, I don't even know if it's like that. But, you know, Chad, that was just Chad's personality. Like, Chad ain't made no harm, man. Like, he just made the game fun. You know, you just had to step your game up. Right. It's more of like a psychological warfare type thing. But you went up against, like, a lot of trash talkers, especially, like, with that duo, him and TJ Hushmanzada. You're seeing them twice a year. Like, it, it, how much of that cornerback-wide receiver matchup has to do with the psychological warfare of it all? Um, the sport. The sport of really how I look at it, life is psychological. Right. Only, only the strong survive. Not 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 the physical part, the mental part. So if you're if you're mentally strong, you you're going to excel. If you're mentally consistent at what you do and mentally strong, you're going to excel. It's it's the inconsistent ones that make excuses. Or it's it's somebody else fault instead of theirs. The consistent ones mentally, they're going to always overcome whatever. Uh, so it really football. We've been playing football all our life. Like the physical part of football, we've been doing this all our life. Now, you know, as a pro, you just get on that mental level where you got to be consistent. And it's, it's it's not a job to you, but it's a job to your coach. And so a coach can only put you on the field if they trust you, you know. And how you go about that? Well, you got to come in. We used to come in at 5 o'clock in the morning. You know, workout after workout, we'll get pre-tape. Um, pre-tape meaning watch some tape with the cornerbacks and linebacks together. All right, about time 8 o'clock come, there go a team meeting. Team meeting come at 8 o'clock. You know, then you split up with your defense and offense and special teams. And then after that, you know, it's, it's – it's, it's lunch, then it's, it's lunch, then it's practice. You had to be consistent. Now, when practice time came, I had to show out. Like at the time, I had a, I had, I had three different guys I had to go against, which, which, which trained, which trained me well. You had a quick shifty guy, Antoine Randall. You had a, a damn dog behind Swore, who's a, a savvy route runner. And Plex at the time, he was tall. So I got a, I had opportunity to go against all three every day in practice. So whoever I was lining up against, against my opponent. Like if I line up against a Steve Smith, of course I'm gonna go against Hines Ward the whole the whole wish card the whole week. So yeah. if I was lining up against the Calvin Johnson that but not the time, but just just for imagination, I had to go up against Plex. Like that but I had that luxury. You know, I had a tall guy who could stretch the field. I had a guy in Hines Ward who was super savvy. I had an intermediate guy who can pr- pretty much with quickness and being elusive who can do it all and, and Antoine Randall L. So for me as a DB, I had all this luxury against practicing against three phases of guys that would help me in my career. Ike, you obviously got a ton of experience from practice and stuff like that, but you had to turn it on when it came to the game. I told you I'm a Ravens fan, um, but – I never felt like I disrespected you guys on defense. You, Troy, James Harrison, Farrier, Porter, whoever you guys had. It was like the offensive guys, like the high. No, no, I hated them. I hated you guys, but I always had immense respect because the Ravens played the exact same way on that side of the ball. 
So it was when we got scored on, that's when I really was like, damn, I really hate Heinz Ward, his blocking, everything you guys did. But what's your favorite best story or moment from that Ravens-Steelers rivalry? I didn't really know best story or moment. Just the rivalry itself, you know, just going against going against the Ravens. We, we both felt like we had the same recipe. You know, we we drafted um, hard-nosed on, on the defensive side. We're drafting hard-nosed guys who ain't taking no BS, who all just love football, and they're very violent. Like, that, that's, that, that's how we felt on the defensive side from – from Ozzy, who was the former GM, that's how he felt, and that's what he wanted to draft it. Draft on their defensive side when you talk about the Ravens. Um, just give me somebody who loves football, loves contact, and wants to be violent. So you know, every time we went up against each other, it was it was defense on defense. We didn't really worry about the offense. We always wanted to outshine their defense. So that's what made the rivalry so good. Because between the two of us in the AFC North, we both were, we both have been successful for a long time. It was either one or two coming out of the AFC North. Either it was Baltimore. Or Pittsburgh, and if things worked out right, it was both of us coming out mm-hmm. when it came down to the playoffs. So that's just what it was, and that that comes, you know, from the front office. In my opinion, it comes from the front front office standpoint of guys knowing how to draft. Right. It feels like those Steelers Ravens games were always throw the record books, throw the records out the window, throw the numbers out the window. These guys are just going to give their hardest. Like it was almost like that. Those weeks there was a level of intensity that picked up during the games. But, uh, Ike, I wanted to talk about, obviously, you have gone up against Antonio Brown in practice a, a lot throughout your career. Um, obviously, one of the most hard, hardest working guys in the game. I just wanted to know what you what you thought about everything going on with Antonio Brown. Have you reached out to him since he's been um, out of the league? And, like, I mean, obviously, that's your guy. That was your teammate. You always had a lot of fun with your teammates. I just wanted to get your stance on the whole A-B situation. Oh. AB, uh, AB's got to figure things out for himself. Um, yeah. People can reach out and try to give you help. It's all on you if you want it, you know. And I like to start with I. So when AB really come down to the, you know, and that's, I guess, coming from a social media standpoint, he's starting to start with I. Like, damn, I, I messed it up, you know. Right. I, I, I'm finally realizing I had it good. Like, I was doing too much. Um, that's a start. We'll see how genuine it is in, in, in times to come. But for the most part, for AB, you know, um, I always thought that he had to start off with I. And the last month, he's been starting off with I. We're going to see if that can continue because that's the, that's the most important thing you got to do, I feel, as a human. If you want to get better and you want to grow, um, you have to start off with, I messed up with this, what I need to do. So, as um, far as like the football wise, like we all know, ain't nobody out working or <laughs> doing nothing better than AB. Once when, when AB on the field, he's showtime. That's, mm-hmm. that's just, he's clutching, he's showtime. That's each other on the scout team, right? What it is. Huh? You guys used to go up against each other on scout team, right? In practice? Yeah, I was pissed off when he started to start. Like, I was <laughs> mad he was starting to start. And you don't forget, huh? He was Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, and Antonio Brown. Um, before that, it was All right there. Antonio Holmes, Mike Wallace, Emmanuel Sanders, and Antonio Brown. So, so, but you knew AB was that guy. You knew he was that guy. Like, mm-hmm. I had to go against him um, every day, and I knew it. That's no disrespect to nobody else. Like, you know, Mike Wilder, he'll take the top off any time in his sleep. He'll wake up out of bed and take the top off the roof off of defense. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, he can he can kind of do it both of 
kind of savage receiver, but you know, look, he was for E size, he ain't nothing but like a buck seventy five, a buck eighty. But he was probably the most one one of the most physical receivers I've ever ran across. Ever, ever, ever. And ain't nothing but a want to. Now when it came down to route running, <laughs> nobody running better routes than A B. And nope. that, that that was the get go. So I always I always say, man, if I if I if I'm ever a GM and you know, and I wanna pay a guy or I think a guy should play a start, I'm gonna ask the guy who's practicing opposite of him. Like if if I'm playing if if I drive a D tackle and who's our best offensive lineman? Um like me, if I'm playing corner, who's our best receiver? Because I gotta go against him every damn day. So I just took in that perspective. But A B was just probably one of the best route runners, bro, I ever laid my eyes on. And, you know, he, he mastered that that tiptoe sideline. Like he'll battle He'd get he had like a ballerina when it came down to that sideline, and he mastered that. So, um, but uh, then again, nobody outworks AB. Now I don't care. You, we can say what we want to say about his off field, all this. He acting crazy, but um, I guarantee you, there's nobody in the NFL that's gonna outwork AB. All right, Ike. We want to get you out of here, but we always end with just rapid fire questions. So I'm gonna hit you with them real quick. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. All right. Best wide receiver you ever guarded? AB. Best trash talker. Myself. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I heard you called Terrell Suggs unhandsome. I thought that was very delicately articulated, so I appreciated I that. Appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Best, best quarterback you ever played against? Tom Brady. Tom picked Brady. him off. Okay. Pick him off in the playoffs? Huh? You picked him off at one point in your career, right? Yeah, he was my first interception. His, his wow. ball placement, like what he what he played. See, what I try to what I try to tell people about Tom Brady, other than Randy Moss, he didn't have the luxury of height for receivers. Mm-hmm. So picture you picture where your ball placement have to be on small guys, precise. A lot of these, a lot of these guys, a lot of quarterbacks who we're liking, they got tall receivers, so their area code is is rangy. Tom Brady, for the most part, never had real big receivers. I mean, you can go to Detroit Brown, Michael yeah. Johnson. Uh, he had Randy for one year, and after that, it's Edelman, then it's Amendola, um, Wes Walker. Like them guys ain't big at all. When you see them, you think they're kids. But yeah, and you see what he Tom did Brady with so Randy. Good. The one that's year he had Tom Randy, Brady they so couldn't good. be stopped. Correct. So, I mean, the only time he really had it was his tight end, um, Ground, Rob Bukowski. Yeah. You know, he could, you know, even he placed the ball for for Big Rob. So his ball placement, man, I, I and that's what I be trying to get through people here, man. You know how hard it is and how accurate you got to be throwing it to small guys. Just think about right. every quarterback you like. They have somebody tall to throw to. Just think about it. Give give me your top five quarterbacks. Out your top five quarterbacks, they have a guy who's tall who they can just throw a jump ball to. I can't throw a jump ball to Troy Brown. I can't throw a jump ball to Amendola. Can't throw a jump ball to Edelman. I can't throw a jump ball to Wes Walker. Just picture that. Picture how hard <laughs> yeah. it is consistency, consistently out your career, how accurate you got to be on throwing the ball to short receivers. Just think about that. Wild. That's why he's the GOAT. Last question. Best cornerback in the league right now? Best cornerback in the league right now. Best cornerback. <laughs> Stephon Gilmore won Defensive Player of the Year. Richard Sherman talks a lot of smack. Those are probably the top guys. And you saw what happened to Richard Sherman in the Super Gil- Bowl? <laughs> Gil- Gilmore is probably, for the last two years, he's been the most consistent. True. Right. And it's hard. I mean, basically, they, they base his defense around him. Mm-hmm. So I would say Gilmore. All right. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. Everyone listening, go check out Ike's podcast, Believe in Steelers. That's not believe. It's believe in Steelers, B-L-E-A-V. Ike, best of luck to you. 
Hope you talk. We hope to talk to you again soon. We appreciate your time. Have a good day, my man. All right, Mike, appreciate, it, appreciate it, man. Take it easy. No problem. Thank you. Our guys at Bet Online are back. Did you miss your chance to bet out on the Chiefs a couple weeks ago? Fear not, listener. Blue Wire is excited to be partnering with Bet Online to help you win the big bet no matter the time of year. March Madness coming up, the Masters, Major League Opening Day, NBA playoffs, the XFL. Uh, what other sports we got that is going on? Um, Next money line. You can bet on anything. You can bet on anything. I've learned that the hard way. Speaking of which, I'm going to throw in a little ad lib in this ad. I bet yesterday on women's college lacrosse. <laughs> but Bet Online has you covered for all your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Plus, it's never too early to lay down your future bet for Super Bowl 2021. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to to revive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Jack and I signed up. Super easy. If you're already making wagers, it's a fantastic way to support Jack and I and the Snapback Podcast. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE. All one word when you sign up at betonline.ag. That's how Jack and I bet. We love it. Bring your best bets home with Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Abe, that was pretty cool. Ike's the man, which hurts to say, being a Ravens fan. But he had some pretty fun stories. He talked the a little naked, about the, the culture. Naked, the naked, yeah. Are we? What do we think about the Pittsburgh Steelers culture? Given that the rookies are doing naked setups in the shower. <laughs> hard work, hard work. That's hard just work. what you got to do. Maybe um, that's him. This weekend we have. Uh, Wilder versus Fury, the rematch. Last one ended on a draw. I think that was a fair call. I think that might have been a money play, but that is boxing. It was definitely a money play. That is boxing in its finest. But before, like, all right, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know boxing ins and outs. Like, I can break down the first fight for you, Jack. I don't think you can either. We both just watch boxing and UFC to see someone get the absolute shit kicked out of them. I think that's where most of boxing and UFC's um, viewership comes from. But, I mean, I actually remember... I don't remember many boxing fights just because I'm not that big of a boxing fan, but I remember the Wilder Fury fight so vividly that I am so goddamn excited for this fight on Saturday, which is why I know I'm going to be disappointed. If you like knockouts, that's the one. Wilder's right hand is the most powerful punch in the business, potentially of all time. I mean, that thing... He has like, the highest. He has the highest knockout clip rate. Um, but but of all there's boxers boxing. who have knocked people out and knocked them the out. But like that thing is just uh, that's a well, weapon. He said he that said it, he said weapon. in an interview. He said in an interview this week that last hook that he delivered to Fury in round twelve of that first fight, where Fury kind of he thought he was like dead. Yeah. Fury kind of like did the Undertaker. Like you know that meme where he pops yeah, up out of, course, of the. Yeah, of course. He did that. He did that. Yeah, I'm just seeing if you're hip with the kids. Well, I, it's um, just funny that you said it because I tweeted it while I was still working at Action Network, and it was one of our most engaged. So, like that was the first thing I thought. Anyway, of, so. that was him, and even Fury said this week he's never punched anyone that hard, and they've gotten up, which just shows the kind of like sick fuck that that uh, Tyson Fury actually is. I'm not. It's is it. What is it? A pick'em in Vegas, essentially. Yeah, it's like an, coin a dead flip. even fight. I don't think you could get me to pick against um, Deontay Wilder. I really? really don't. I, I didn't. Don't, I didn't so. think you were going to go that direction. Honestly, I don't think you can. 
So I think a big thing that people don't know is that Fury wasn't like in the greatest shape uh, for fight one. And this one, he's been, you know, highly dedicated, had plenty of time to get prepared. So I think that's kind of what's evening out the odds a little. I don't think that, you know, just because he took that one fight, one punch, like he all of a sudden like can withstand another one. Like things could definitely be different. This was like a moment of a miracle, essentially. So, yeah, I, I don't know who I like in the fight. I'm excited for it. I mean, am I paying the pay-per-view or finding a link online? That's TBD, but it is, for it me, is going is, to be fun. This is kind of, this is kind of like a... Uh I don't know. Most of the time on UFC fights, on boxing fights, I'll I'll go to Reddit, I'll go to Google and find an illegal stream. But it's like it's this kind of fight where it's probably one of the biggest fights in the last ten years where it's just like, all right, I'll get a group of guys and we'll do it right. Like it reminds me of last week. Obviously I'm getting out of sports right now, but the Oscars were on and Parasite won Best Picture. It was like plus four fifty. And everyone was saying, you got to see it, you got to see it. And I found, like, this stream on whatever to watch the movie. And it was like, all right, quality. But I, I could have gotten through it if I wanted to. But I'm like, listen, this one best picture. Let me spend four bucks and do it right. Whereas if, I, if you can get ten people together, like, my, I'm so excited for this Saturday night, honestly. I'm going to get a bunch of the guys over, order a shit ton of wings, get a bunch of beer. You got Sixers bucks at 830 on ESPN. And that, because usually when these fights happen at midnight, I'm like, shit, what am I going to do for the first four hours? Like from 8 to 12. Sixers bucks at 8.30 right into Wilder Fury night Where's two. Where's that like, game? In Milwaukee. Yeah, in that's going to be a blowout, especially after what you guys did that, to them okay, on Christmas. We weren't, we, we weren't, they beat us since, but anyway. I, and now they have the spot, the national spotlight back and the disrespect they beat to us on. They beat us They're on national smoke TV you. last time. Okay. Well, we were talking about the fight. I know. And now I'm over the fight because you brought up the Sixers. <laughs> I was just on the phone with the Sixers, one of the Sixers owners. He said he does believe that the you have hit the low point of your season. He says he feels comfortable with where you guys are. He's not saying you're going to the finals, but... He did say that, you know, he thinks that was the lowest. He thinks Joe is healthy, definitely at least healthier. Um, I don't know about healthy, but so that was interesting. So you're gonna to you're from. gonna talk to the you're gonna talk to the owner of the Sixers before we record this podcast and not let me know and maybe have him call in. Come on. Uh, he's not one to call in. He's just one to discuss. So I didn't I wasn't placing him on the pod, especially because we had big big Ike coming on. But I just wanted to fill you in on the status of the Sixers. Offline, I might have to give you details of a trade that he was intrigued by, but nothing that I can share on the airwaves. Yeah, listen, you're not going to get in my head. I see what you're trying to do right now. It's not in your head. I'm just saying I got good info Yeah, I know I know it's not in my head because it's my head, and I decide who gets in and out of it. <laughs> Seems like I'm in your head somehow. I'm when I wasn't even a, trying actually, to get in your I'm head. I'm actually going to mail you a box of toilet paper like Ocho Cinco does. <laughs> <laughs> that one makes sense. I'm gonna mail sure, you miniature. I'm gonna mi- mail you miniature pillows so I can rest easy in your head tonight. All right, all right, all right. You brought up the Sixers, not me. <laughs> no, you definitely brought them up. I was just talking about my Saturday night plans, man. And you brought up the Sixers, so you weren't like you just were gonna watch the game. You didn't care what happened. 
I wasn't going to go into a full game preview. Well, no, we wasn't. don't need one. Bucks are going to blow you out. There you go. It's done. Okay. All right. All right, Snapback fam. Thank you guys for tuning in. Let us know who you have in the Wilder Fury fight. Obviously, no one thinks the Sixers are going to win, so you don't have to tell us that. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, much love. Peace. Peace.